Here's the situation, Rush. You've been called back into service as a spy waiter, and you're, uh, you've got a tough shift ahead of you. I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And TJ, this week is a very special episode. Yes. This is, we're going to call it Greatest Hits, question mark. <laughs> uh, it is a little arrogant to call it that, but uh, I couldn't think of uh, a, a way to better describe what we're doing, which is we're calling back a bunch of the types of situations that we've done before. So these are all um, genres or, or whatever specific situations that we've done before, but that all are the type that allow you to do different stuff. Yeah. So ones that either tickled us or maybe one that I thought you enjoyed doing. So right. we fired it, fired it back up potentially in the same form, potentially in another form. But for those of folks who are consistent listeners, they'll recognize the structure of the setup or characters within the setup or yeah. something like that. And if you've never uh, heard it before, uh, you know, the podcast before, I think that'll be fine because these will all hopefully stand on their own merit and yeah. try not to short circuit them too much. Um, but these are all things that we've done before in different with, with slightly different con content. Uh, so we'll mix it up. So um, TJ, yes, here's the situation. All right. You are unfortunately oh, no. uh, captured and taken to the facility of an eccentric billionaire. Ah, yeah. for real? Yeah, so there's an, there's an eccentric billionaire. This and, is on me now. You know, yeah. like, fourth time the dog bites you. Yeah, yeah. First time, shame on you. Second stop. time, shame on me. Third time, shame's back on you. It's really got any Fourth time, it alternates. Is so, he coming into my house? Am I walking by his mansion and look, he's just plucking me up? Or this guy it, has means. Man, okay, so you, I guess it's honestly, really not on me. Don't put though. it on yourself. Yeah. This guy's going to get you if he wants okay. to get you. I mean, before he assembled all of the NFL mascots, like he has the ability to get stuff where he wants it to be. One time I'd like him just to pluck up that guy who murdered someone up in Maine or whatever that looks exactly <laughs> like me, but yeah. with the eye patch. You grab that guy. He has. Oh, okay. You're not You're not at all of his <laughs> okay. dangerous games. And by the way, there's multiple of these eccentric billionaires in this town, so maybe you need to move. But you, you're, you're brought in by this eccentric billionaire, okay. and he says, okay, well, he, he never talks directly no, to you, right? right it's one no, of his yeah, henchmen, yeah. And, and that person says, here's, here's what's going to happen. Uh, the eccentric billionaire has been dab dabbling in magic mm. and in uh, sp the spirit. And it turns out you absolutely have a spirit. We figured that out for sure. Okay. And here's what you have to do. You're going to have to fight an 18-year-old. Mm. If you win the fight, and you got to fight him to the death. Okay. If, if you win the fight, you're going to inhabit his body. And you, TJ Jagodowski, will be dead of mysterious circumstances and no one will know what happened or anything like that or where you are. You'll just be missing for a while than dead. So that's if you win. <laughs> that's if I win. Yeah. But your spirit will inhabit his body and your spirit will get to continue to exist on this planet, okay. on this earth. If you lose, yeah. his spirit will take over your body and your spirit will be gone forever. What the hell? Now, the question is, do, do you throw, throw the, the fight? fight? <laughs> so just so that my body can walk around? No, I kill this son of a bitch. Well, you got to think a little bit about all your friends and family and everybody who might like to see you continue, and he'll have to fake it as they'll, you. And you so know, they'll get over it. They'll mourn, and they'll, they'll get over it. Like, well, hell, like, if it's not me... Like, what's this kid going to do in my body? He's like, going to 
He's going to say he's going to make it through. But is he going to like talk is like, let's call him Josh Randall just for the hell of it. Okay. Josh Randall living in TJ's body is going to say Josh Randall things and do Josh Randall stuff. Yeah. It's going to be a lot like like a Ryan Reynolds, uh, Jason Bateman body switch movie, except there's going to be an age gap. So it's going to be more like a Zac Efron. uh, Who was it in that one? 17 again. Was it Matthew Perry? I don't know. <laughs> but in any case, it's going to be one of these body switch movie type things. So it's going to be kind of where the, my friends and family deal with a me that all of a sudden doesn't act yeah. or behave like me at all right. or deals with me being gone. Right. And so you're going to you're going to fight this guy and try to win, try to kill him. I guess I got to. And the guy, the henchman says, ha ha, you passed the test. Oh, wait a minute. Ha ha, that's oh, no, not the real situation. <laughs> Here we go. So now he pulls you into another room. You walk in. It's a gigantic room. And he says, you got 15 seconds. We have all the NBA mascots. <laughs> They're all in here. You got to pick two to fight on your team. You got to pick three to fight against. You pick. They're all here. You look around. And you're like, sure enough, there's a hawk right there. Okay. Sure enough, there's a Laker, whatever that is, right yeah. over there. You now, TJ, have only 15 seconds yes. to pick two yes. NBA mascots that got will it. be on your team and three that you will fight against in the first okay. round. Fight against. Okay. Ten seconds. Okay, remaining. I'm. I'm definitely okay. Yep. Um. Okay. Uh. Yep. Okay. And um. Okay. All right. So he comes to you and says, "Who have you selected as your mascots?" I choose to fight alongside wizards and heat. <laughs> okay. And who against the Jazz, the Pelicans, and a Nick? <laughs> I love this because. <laughs> The thing I wanted to say is a sneaky great thing to do would have been to pick jazz on your team and heat to fight against. Because every time you ever see like jazz musicians down in New Orleans and it's like hot as balls, they're just getting better and better while they're sweating. Like the heat can't stop you, them. You don't know how much I can turn this heat up. The though, jazz, buddy. they'll turn the, the jazz will be commiserate with the heat. It's it's going to get so hot their horns are going to melt. Well, okay, so I I like the concept of jazz beating heat. You say heat beats jazz. Uh, But so you got wizards. I'm going to kill a pelican. No no doubt the wizard can take down a pelican. Yeah, I'll take the pelican. I'll let the wizard destroy a knickerbocker. Yeah, I don't know that you can kill jazz. People have been trying for years. You can't kill it, but you can beat it. Okay. (laughs) So you got the pelican... And sorry, what was the what was the third one? The jazz, the uh, a Nick. Oh right, right. Yeah, an old Dutch native <laughs> right. New Yorker, I guess, an old original like Dutch arrival in right. in New Amsterdam. Now I gave myself the same fifteen seconds. Okay, so this is again John Glenn. Uh, <laughs> I know this is not the best possible answer, but I had fifteen seconds, and I started. My first thought was like Raptor, you know, mm-hmm. that, that came into mind. But that's then, fine. but that's not where I ended up. I ended up with, I want magic. Okay, yeah. So I have overall magic. Uh, I started with Raptors and Warriors were my first thought, maybe because of NBA Combative, yeah. But uh, I ended up with Wizards and Magic. Those are going to be on my team, and they're going to defeat Kings. I I think Kings, generally speaking, we can take down. Pelicans. Ethelred the Unready or whatever. I think you got a fine shot. (laughs) Uh, Pelicans. Yeah. And trailblazers. Like, I mean, Steve Jobs. They're right. Like, oh, here I am. Like, it's not going to be like Oregon trailblazers. These are just people that have come up with good inventions. I was going to say, they're dying of cholera already. Yeah. But but if it's like, you know, 
uh, hey, this was the first person to, uh, you know, uh, whatever trailblazing ability they did, like Steve Jobs changing, getting music in people's hands. Like, we're going to fight that guy with wizards and magic. We should have fought just all abstract concepts like jazz, thunder, and heat. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, ignore them all. Oh, you know, thunder would be a good one to fight because it can't, it can't I mean, do anything. You just put some ear it's plugs just the in. sound, yeah. All right, so anyway, that was the eccentric billionaire. I feel he like comes I up have a fair magic amount. by claiming the wizard. I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree yeah. at all. It'd be redundant to take the wizards and magic, right? Yeah. Well, no, because, well, my only thought was that now you 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 have two wizards yeah. now because you, TJ, have magic on your team. So that can like yeah. imbue you or it can double up the way. I don't know. You know what was is confusing? And I was, it was obviously the first one I thought about was a Celtic, even though the logo is more of like a leprechaun right. kind of. Leprechauns have some magical qualities, but a, a, just a, a, a Celtic person is just an Irishman, I think, right? Or Irish woman. It's just a Celtic person, not uh, not the actual, not a leprechaun, which would have been more advantageous. Yeah. All I could think was, was leprechaun on that one. Oh. <sighs> Man, I'm glad I got to pass the test to get to the real challenge in there. This this eccentric billionaire is getting That's how dirty hey, he is. Is his by any way his henchman kind of like like Magnum PI? Any possibility the henchman is the actual billionaire? I don't even ask questions. Okay. Like that. Those could only <laughs> I, backfire. I think I'm on I think it I'm can on only this. backfire. Look, the eccentric billionaire, he exists. You uh-huh. can see him up there. Okay. All right. Here's one for you, Rush. Here's okay. the situation. And I know you enjoyed this one, so we'll We'll start off with this. Um, you've been rehired for a special special assignment at the Department of New Weights and Measures. Oh, okay, great. So we're, they've they've decided the title of a new a new weight, a measure. So it could be distance, mass, volume, sound. You know, anything that can be measured. This is the new. This is they they've settled on the the name they want, but you have to say what it measures, and how much of it that is. The, uh, the last time we did this, the example we used was like a British stone, which was what, 16 pounds or 12 pounds? It's Still one, don't know. I'm going to get it wrong if you ask me again next week, so I'm not even going to try to one get of it right now. But yes. So if we said stone, you'd say like measures weight, and this is how much, this is yes. how much it is. Great. You ready for the first uh, one? I love these. Yes, these are fun. The first new weight or measure is a flounder. Ah, a flounder. Yes. Okay. A flounder is the pause and vocal fry or vocal affectation in seconds that it takes before someone starts the actual substance of their of their sentence. Okay. So let me give you an example of about a 2.3 second flounder. Great. So just ask me any question at all. Hey, wh- where the hell were you, Rush? We were all waiting. Oh, yeah. Oh, so this is... Uh, okay. Well, right. So we, I, uh, me and my friends were just... Nice. All of that is that. That was about a three point <laughs> seven on the flounder. So flounders can take different forms because it could also be like an ah. Yeah, it's anything that occurs before you get to I the actual it. substance of your speech. I love it so much. How about uh, an O'Brien? Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to say that uh, an O'Brien is uh, a, a scale um, that's similar. I'm doing some uh, floundering here. Uh, <laughs> But it's it's similar to the, uh, what is it, Richter scale? So oh, okay. it's, it's a, I think you call that a logarithmic scale, where a two is ten times oh, sure, right. a yep. one, and a three is ten times a two. And it is a logarithmic scale that judges the quality of a prank. Oh, phenomenal. So a 1.7 O'Brien level prank is... 10 times better or so than than a 0.9 O'Brien prank. And uh, a true masterful prank is a five on the O'Brien scale. Great. 
That's the max. Yeah, that's okay. that's the max. Because I think I, I'm well, I'm probably wrong, but I'm I'm think I'm in my mind. I was like, I know five O'Brien, so I'm going to give one of them each <laughs> each a point. But anyway, so that's why I had five. All right, here's one that seems to already have its implications, but I don't know a Baker's Mile. Okay, I like it. <laughs> A baker's mile. It's funny because a mile is already a baker's fifteen hundred meters. Oh, gotcha. and a mile is already a baker's sixteen hundred meters gotcha. because we used to run the sixteen hundred in high school. I think Olympic athletes run the fifteen hundred in high school. People would run the mile, but often we weren't really running a mile. We would run the sixteen hundred, and so then sometimes they would make you step back and run the extra nine yards or, huh. or meters, I guess. So obviously meters, yeah. Uh, to run the extra nine yards to actually make it a mile instead of the 1600. So it's that's already kind of built in <laughs> that a baker's mile. So I'm just going to say a baker's mile is a mile. Okay. Because Perfect. people don't Perfect. understand that concept. Uh, Rush, uh, how about a stubber? Stubber? A stubber. Oh, a sh- okay. Like, oh, Umlauts galore. Oh, I hate to waste it. I got, this has got to be something important and frequent. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, boy. I'm going to say it's how many squares of... Uh, it's It's a square of toilet paper. Okay. So you're like... Oh boy, guys, that was a rough one. I went about a twenty-seven <laughs> Stuber trip to the restroom, <laughs> regardless of ply. Yeah, regardless of okay. well, it, yeah, I guess a, a two ply. You can. There's a debate. Half Stuber. There's a debate or, with it. So, so a Stuber because it's a great word, right? Is a two ply piece. Okay. So great. if you have a one ply piece, first of all, what is wrong with you, you animal? Yeah. And secondly, get out of the airport. You don't have a Sturber. Get anymore. out of the airport at the public school that yeah. you're dumping oh, in. Oh my gosh! Please. <laughs> yeah, with those like industrial screens, it's like the size of like Saturn. Yeah, how big it's the like fourteen hundred uh, Sturbers the, oh and those, uh, those things. Yeah, but size but, of a life preserver. <laughs> I might even say that if you're not two ply, you don't even get to be in the Sturber. Okay. It, you instead, don't qualify. It's, it's some. It's like the hut. <laughs> Something like really harsh sounding word. So the the people at the uh, Department of New Weights and Measures got sick of. I wanted. I'm sorry, but I. Oh yeah. I, I like. I mean, it was okay. The one I just did, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna think between now and next time I see you about okay. what I really want a Sturber to be because I love that word. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the Department of New Weight and Measure people got a little sick with this word getting thrown around and like yeah. hey, it means this, it means that, it means that. So they wanted you to specify. Uh, and this is the last one: a buttload. Okay. Ooh. You know, because everyone's like, that's a buttload of that's a buttload of sauce, or that's a buttload of people in there, you know? And they're right. like, enough of this. They're like, let's we want, set this. Let's set what this could it thing. really be? Yeah. Um You know, and I'm I would probably push back on them and be like, I kind of like its universality. Okay. However, if I have to pick what it measures. You want it just to be like one more than ideal? I I think I, I think I think no, no, no. What I want it to be is uh, here's what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 20% more than necessary. Okay. 0% more than ideal. <laughs> That's how I think of it. Because usually when you're like, I ate a buttload of bacon. Yeah. You know? It's, it's too much, but... It's too much, just but, what you, you wanted. but you did not want it. You know? Or it's like... I mean, people are always like, oh, yeah, what... It's I think of it with food a lot. Anyway, I, yeah. you know I love that. Ben had a buttload of drummers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Twenty <laughs> percent more drummers than I needed, but but all that I wanted. Yeah, that's right. It can it can stretch a little bit. It's between you know twenty and two hundred percent depending on the the baseline. All right, great. Well, I, I love that. I love that you brought that one back. Um, here's the situation. Okay. Uh, here we are. Here we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go for the candy draft. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's Nick Delicious here with you on the microphone, play by play, and I've got with me none other than TJ Jagodowski, our color man. Now, TJ, good to be here. Nick. Uh, you're a kid. You're you're a fan of candy, candy right? man. You should. Yeah, so we call a candy boy from time to time, right? Yeah, you've you've had your share of candy, and uh, you're, you're famous, best in the business. So we're here live this time. Uh, we did a meat draft previously. You were terrific on that. Now we're gonna do a candy draft, and uh, oh, here we go. So we're All gonna right. get the picks this time, one by one. Live. And just get your commentary, see what you think. Great. How many picks? Uh, it's gonna be. There's eight people. Top we eight. got four okay. men, four women out here, and they're gonna get two rounds only. Just to remind you, the way this works is you get two rounds. You get to pick a candy in each <laughs> round, and that's the only candy you can have the rest of your life. And you can't, uh, you know, if somebody else picks it, too bad, so Ooh. sad. And but you get all of this candy that you want for the rest of your life. So in your mind, you're already thinking, uh, I, uh, the pick is in. What do you think is the first pick? I'll, I'll let you know we're going to know in just about 10 seconds what the first pick is. I'm guessing the first overall pick are going to be Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, let's get let's see, We're going down to it's It's Bob Louie Dreyfus making his pick. No relation. Uh, it's at Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So you agree. TJ Digga. It is. This is why as well. No, that was the number one pick. Uh, so no surprise there to you. That's where you kick things off. I think so. I think that's a really that's a very that's a satisfying, hearty, nice piece, nice piece of candy. Do you I, clearly go with a chocolate number one, knowing that there's going to be a several chocolate bar availability options, including several peanut butter chocolate combos? I think yeah. I think that the the Reese's peanut butter cup is, uh, is you don't, you're not doing it for the chocolate. Yeah. You can pick up a lot of chocolate, that's straight right. chocolate later on. Absolutely, and there's nothing quite like it. Mm-hmm. It's that combination. Those commercials <laughs> were great, where you get the chocolate, you mix your chocolate with my peanut butter. You miss my peanut butter with your chocolate. It, and here's the thing. It ain't peanut butter. I don't know what it, know is, what it is, but, but it ain't it ain't del- peanut butter. I tell you this, it's, it's delicious. Right. It's their version of peanut butter and exists nowhere else on earth. Look, I'm no expert. You're the expert. We mix your expertise with my play by play. I got my play by play and your expertise. You got your expertise into my play by play. We don't know for sure. But I'll tell you this, second pick. I love that you do this to yourself again. <laughs> second pick is in Nancy McKeon, and it is the Nancy McKeon formerly on Facts of Life. Wow. Joe? Play Joe. Yeah. Play Joe along oh, with Kim Fields yeah. and Mindy Cole. Have a tomboy. She was, yeah. yeah, she was great. That's right. She was a heck of a, a, a heck of a show. Great actress. And now today she's in the candy draft. She's going with Snickers. Snickers, that's what I would have said. If you you asked me, Snickers. I would have gone Snickers. So yeah. you support that. You think that's a we're right down the middle. I think those one two. I think that's a that's a that's a great one two punch. You can't go you can't go wrong here. Uh third pick's a lady named Charlemagne, who has a little bit of an odd uh history of these sort of drafts. What what oh, uh, what, are wait your a minute. what did she take last time? She take bacon off the top? Well you, you no, so, but you, oh, you didn't like that somebody took bacon, but yeah, you know, uh I, I don't recall oh the Euro. Okay. So yes. Early with the year. There it is. So we don't know for sure, but here comes Charlemagne. Uh, and, uh, oh, an interesting pick, the Starburst. What do you think? Starburst went third. Awful pick. Okay. Well, g- give me your thoughts there. You throw out the word awful. That's the sort of adjective that Terrible. needs to be described. Terrible pick. They're in the, in the pantheon of chewable fruit snacks. You can go CFS's. so many ways 
so many ways. You you that's it's a waste of a that's a waste of a top pick. You can get Laffy Taffies and I mean there's so many Starburst knockoffs even. You don't you yeah. don't it's all chewable and it's and I know you're a fan. I know I know you're a fan of the, of I like the, the, the cherry the cherry I like the, I like the red ones. Yeah. I don't care for the yeah. orange ones and the yellow ones can go to hell TJ. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Yeah. But you can get that you can get that 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 kind of flavor and that sort of texture in yeah. a lot of different ways. So it's too early. Too early is that pick. So you're going so much more respect for like a Twizzlers even in that spot. Oh, interesting. Is that that's 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 a flavor you got to look a lot. You got to look a little harder to find somewhere else. We're cooking with gas through this first round. Next pick coming in. I think you may like this one a little bit better, TJ. We're back into the chocolate variety and here mix it with caramel with the famous Twix. Yeah. That's okay. I think that's a nice pick there. Is that's there a, a, nice is a candy there. bar you put ahead of that Twix there that you don't no, like? No, I was I was thinking maybe because it's uh, I was thinking maybe something like an M M&M and M Peanuts might have might have shown up up there um, because you can have that. You can have a couple. You can have a bunch, you know, oh, and I like yeah. I like that apt- that adaptability because sometimes you don't want a full bar maybe or whatever. But I like Twix. I like the crunch. I think I think I think for a shortbread, you're getting a nice shortbread. Candy Nothing quite in there. like a Twix. There is so you really is. You know, if you wanted it, you got to grab it yep. now because there's not a simple substitute. Kevin McTee grabs that Twix. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Next up is Carla Joffers. Okay. And she's come, oh, it's keeping it kind of down the middle with the Kit Kat bar. I hear you. I hear you. That's fine. It's it's uh, I'd get. I would like I would like a, something a little more dangerous there maybe. Uh I think you could have picked up Kit Kat a little bit okay. a little bit later, but it's still better at that point than grabbing a Milky Way or a Three Musketeers or yeah. something like that, which I think is much too pedestrian. Give, give me a quick rating of the of the crunchy rice. We got your Kit Kat, we got your Nestle Crunch, we got your uh, we got your crackle bar. Those well, the seem Kit Kat's, fairly similar. Kit Kat's a you know a it's wafer. It's a wafer. No it's a wafer. I hear yeah. you. I, I would have had a little more. I think I would have preferred a crunch there, or yeah, even a hundred grand, hundred grand bar. That's interesting. I think I would have preferred that there. That's but why he's the best of the business, folks. He's got all the ideas. Kit Kat's out, all right. It's a safe pick. You're not going to get in trouble. You're not going to get in, in trouble for that okay. one. I just I think you could have gotten to, a little more bold there. TV, yeah, go ahead. Here we got Mitch Lipstick coming up to the podium here with the sixth pick, and Mitch is gone with Skittles. Oof, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess if you're a fan, you're a fan. Uh, you know, maybe he sees something in Skittles that I don't, but uh-huh. I just don't do it there. It's not your thing. No, I just so far you've been there. pretty anti the non chocolate options. I have, I have, yeah. I think, I think, you know, I think you're gonna want to grab, you're gonna want to grab a substantial chocolate something up there i think uh even though i would have said uh, i would have said uh twizzlers because it, it is i find it a unique talent at that spot that's right skittles i'm just i'm not loving it there uh, uh, twizzlers still sitting pretty high on your draft board for undrafted yeah so far. it's up there next up is katie pickett if you're in katie pickett's shoes what are you taking right here butterfinger okay there ain't not it's again it's there's She's not a, a lot like it oh she took something kind of similar do? but not a butterfinger she went with the peanut M and M's. Okay, all right. I, I, so you're, you're I had that, that on the board. You're yep, good with I that. I had that on the board. I As like it. As between those two, and maybe she'll wield the butterfinger, but I don't That's know true. if you pair it with the M and M's. We'll see. Uh, and then that brings us finally to Dougie Poots. Oh, Dougie Poots is last up. Tough history in drafting Dougie Poots. Yeah, he's struggled in the past. You've rarely <laughs> agreed with what Dougie Poots has got to say, and here I don't think you're gonna. He went with Swedish fish. <laughs> what a what a what a dipshit. <laughs> What a dipshit <laughs> oh, makes no. dog shit picks. Oh, boy. Oh. What a moron. Oh, we've got a Swedish. we got to take a quick break fish. here. That's the end a of the first penny show. candy, nickel-minded, just I, I, dump of a pick there. Oh, Whatchamacallit was still on the board. Do well, something I gotta like tell you, that. i got to say this. Charleston I, Chewy. You're the expert. Jesus. I, I'm no expert. You're Swedish the expert, TJ. Fish. 
What a dope. I'm just a play-by-play man, but I got to tell you, my favorite candy bar has not been taken. What's up? The whatchamacallit bar. Yeah, whatchamacallit. That would would have been number two pick. I still don't think I could have passed on the peanut butter cup up front. I understand. But if I had had any other pick, there's no doubt in my mind, I'm taking that whatchamacallit bar. It's a- You like crisp. That's that's, It's a delightful, it's a good mix, and that caramel gets in there. And what is the binding of the whatchamacallit? Would you say it's peanut buttery? It's a caramel, really, but- it's uh, it does have a peanut like I, it's and that, a and that tiny thin thin layer of caramel right at the yeah. top sitting on there yeah <laughs> but yeah the binding within the crispy rice yeah. is clearly like a little bit of a peanut brittle almost like taste to it's a whatchamacallit for a reason yeah. today is you can't you can't quite put your finger on it you know what i'm happy not to see on the board because it's it's a it's the candy to have when you don't really want a candy uh-huh. a peppermint patty You don't really want candy if you're grabbing that. No, I don't. uh, I'm glad I didn't see that go on the board. To be honest, I didn't even think about it (laughs) when when I was considering (laughs) uh, some of uh, coming here today. Is Chunky still in the league? (laughs) No. In the candy league, is Chunky still around? Look, he... (laughs) He goes by Mitch Lipstick, and he's lost a few pounds, and it's a, uh, it's inappropriate for you to for you to. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Of the chunky, the candy bar, uh, absolutely still available. All candy bars available. All types of candies available. Now we're done with the first round, and we're not going to get to be here live. Well, we yeah. will be here live for the second, but before it comes up, uh, instead, what I'm going to do is ask you. You give me. It's a snake draft, so it's going to go back in the yeah. opposite order. I just want you to say, what would you pair with these picks? Whether you like the first round pick or not, I want your expertise. What's <sighs> what's should the second round look like? What would be a perfect second round? So I'm, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you in light of that first pick, if not specific, what what I think you got to what you gotta what you go got to pair it with. So Dougie Poots picked. Swedish, Swedish fish. fish. What do you put that he with? Got, he's got to get a chocolate. I don't care if it's just a plain, you know, Nestle's milk chocolate dove, dove just milk chocolate. Yeah. But you got to rebound from something there. That's so. That's it, Butterfinger. You're gonna take that would be the top on your board at that point. Um, I would. Um, well, Dougie Poots needs more help than I can offer. You know, like to hell with him. Pick, but you got to give it. I'm saying, you, you know, you, pick that damn pick chuckles. I don't give a <laughs> shit, Dougie Poots. He, he he's dead to me. Let's move on to the peanut M&M. So you're giving him a chunky bar. Yeah, forget him. Okay, but that, the, the, I would like you to just uh, take away your disdain for some of these yeah. prior picks and say, what's the best thing that would go here? So uh, we're now to Katie Pickett. She's got pe- peanut M&Ms. You're not going to put the Butterfinger with that. That's too similar. No, I can go. Uh, uh, I can go. I want. Uh, I want to get caramel. I want to get a strong but... caramel play here. Um, Let's go Milky Way. Let's go Milky Way paired with with the the peanut M M&M. and M. All right, so we got double chocolate for Katie Pickett. Then we got Skittles for Mitch Lipstick. What does he got? I think Mitch needs redemption. I'm going to put the whatchamacallit there. I think that's a really strong pick. Maybe saves your draft. Oh, no doubt about it. Now I I got to tell you, if you're just going to give me whatchamacallit and Skittles the rest of my I can live with that. Yeah, okay, I can live with that. I might exactly. rather have like a Jolly Rancher yeah. than the Skittles there, or maybe I don't know, Sweet Tarts. I'm not a huge Skittle person, yeah. but I don't dis I don't hate them. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, all right, well, I like that. That's a great pairing. Uh, now we got this Kit Kat. You're gonna Carla hate this. Joffers. You're gonna hate this call. But uh, you remember when uh, like the Houston Rockets had Ralph Sampson and uh, Hakeem Olajuwon? Oh no, you know the Twin Towers. You're throwing a Nestle. white chocolate Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That is that is an unbelievable. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. 
All right. Well, hey, you know, look, this is a bit. Uh, we're going to get some complaints about uh-huh. that uh, from from. T- but he is the candy expert. And yeah. He knows yeah. what he's saying. He's I, just going to create a block. I, I want, want you to explain I want that to team me to just have a block. What it is about putting those two together that is not going to you know not going to be redundant because you could have Twizzlers too the rest of your life and pair them with a Kit Kat, but mm-hmm. you're going to say nope. I want a double Kit Kat. My guess is that pit pick was based a little bit on uh you know a little bit on texture. That okay. way, if you like that wafer there, that kind of soft but with a little bit of crunch still yeah. left in it, wafer. Then, then, then you're in love with that texture. I'm going to give it to you in another flavor. Get a double you're it down. white chocolate. Double yeah. it down. Now I got to say, just just for just to be fair, that pick, while I love it, is illegal because if you if you do Kit Kat, you get the like if you, you, get you say Starburst, you get the the basic pack, and nobody can draft the second. But it's okay. We'll yeah. just we'll let it go. So Twix, what do you mix? I just don't want like. This to delve into peanut butter Snickers, peanut butter Grand Snickers, all those I other things. Um, I love, I love the Crunchy alliteration. Crunchy Reese's peanut butter cup. You can't have that. I, <laughs> I love the alliteration here of Twix and Twizzlers. There I think go. that gives you gives you a nice. And that's nice. Kevin McTeague, and you feel like he's really come out great yeah. with those two picks. I think you feel a Twix and the Twizzlers. Are I great. think he's, I think he's in fine. He, that's uh, and now you, now you're going to the movies. It's nice to have a movie candy in, oh, in yeah. there. You know. Now Charlemagne started with Starburst. What, yeah. is, what does she finish with? Man, I'm going to go with the Charleston Chew there. I'm going to give you something, something, wow, something. The Butterfinger, which you said was number one in the list at the time, still hasn't shown up. Uh, okay, Nancy McKeon, Joe from Facts of Life. She started with Snickers. What she got out? Butterfinger. Boom. That's it. So that, you feel like, is very strong, a one-two yep. punch. And I like that your view, you clearly don't take the view that you got to have one kind of chocolate and one non-chocolate candy. You're like, no, have a good There's variety so of two chocolates. There's going to be so much of that in the late rounds. There's going to be so much non-chocolate. Oh, it's a two-round draft. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Well, oh, no, I'll, no. Stick, I'll stick with oh. it. Uh, there's, only two, there's only two <laughs> rounds of the draft. Uh, okay. Um, and... Uh, we got to finish with yeah. started with the Reese's peanut butter cup. This is not not nearly my favorite candy, but you got to have something when sweet baby Jesus rise to heaven. Cadbury cream egg right there. Oh boy! All right, Cadbury cream egg. You could have gone with a candy corn, which would have been the oh. worst choice possible. But the Cadbury circus, cream circus egg, circus peanuts. Wouldn't might... wish them on my worst enemy. Oh my God! Those are bottom. Bottom two are the peanuts and the candy corns in some order, but the Cadbury cream egg is not far behind that for me, my friend. Not Don't eat those. Uh, wouldn't eat one by choice. No, thank you. But anyway, hey, this has been a great uh, great predictions. I can't wait to love see what they actually come out and draft. Oh, my God, here comes Dougie Poots. This will be the last thing. We- <laughs> oh, no, Dougie. Believe it or not, he chose the Chunky. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I, I love that you did that to yourself. I oh, love that you did it to yourself. Oh, boy. All right, Rush. Uh, so, um, in a, in a lot of these, a lot of the the ones we 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 bring back the, the really distinctive ones because um, they they have a lot of places to go, but they're kind of like um, you know fill a little bit of fill in the blank. And so sure. I was looking for ones because a lot of the standalone ones that are like, hey, what do you think about this? Aren't really like re- repeatable. But so this one hopefully is a uh, maybe a little more has a little. Maybe some discussion to be to be offered. Um, okay. So here's the situation, Rush. You are once again visited by the Empathy Imp. Oh, great. Okay. All right. And the Empathy Imp offers you these four opportunities. So um, yeah, I guess we can say you can take any of them that you want. You, you can pass on ones that, that you don't want. But here's the deal. You are allowed to, um, to have one person feel some negative thing that you feel exactly as you as you feel it so it could be a physical pain or a psychological pain that you feel you could have one person feel exactly as as you do when that is happening 
Does that make sense? Yeah, like as a one-time thing, or as they a one-time as a one-time thing. Um, you can also allow one person to feel one specific person to feel something positive that you feel physical or psychological. Um, so like, for example, you're, you're an attorney. If, if you could allow, you know, you could allow one person to feel like you do during a great closing argument or something like that. Um, the other ones are, you are allowed to feel one negative sensation that anyone else in the world has felt. Um, so anybody, Anybody ever, you can feel uh, a negative sensation and the same for the positive. You can pick one person in the world and feel exactly as they feel physically, psychologically when something positive is going on for them. Got it. And I get to pick how many? Um, you can pick all. You can do all four if you want. If you, if you would only want to dabble in the negative ones, that's that's fine. That's fine as well. Um, but you can um, choose your person and the sensation for all four of those. Okay. Uh, if I could have all four, yep. I, I certainly will take all four because I think there's circumstances where I could use them all. If I had to rank them, I'll, I'll do so at the end. I love the empathy imp, by the way, because he you know shows up and allows you these these opportunities. I think there's a lot of spots where the empathy imp could help us out. <laughs> yeah, hell. But so the an obvious situation that comes to mind where I could have one person feel a negative thing that I feel is. Just a really simple thing of, I can't describe this thing to the doctor. Yep. And so I now you. I get to just say, here's where it feels yep. weird in my <laughs> upper back. I can't describe, I, I don't know. Here you go. Feel it for 30 seconds. Uh-huh. And now, now maybe you can diagnose me. I, I wanted my uh, my therapist to feel exactly as I do in the middle of a panic attack. <laughs> that was yeah. <laughs> that was my thought as well. So, something like that. So I mean, maybe I can come up with a better, more I don't know. That's pretty utilitarian, good, more valuable use than that. But I, I I know I know I can at least come up with a use for it. So even though it's negative, I I think it's a positive for me to be able to get it. And and it would be something you know minor to give that person to feel. I wouldn't be like here here's this cancer. Just <laughs> right. Check now, it now, out. Now try to treat it. <laughs> Um, one person to feel something positive that I feel, I mean, that, that's just, I I think if I can only pick two, I'll take the, that's gotta be one because if, if, I mean, what a nice gift to give somebody is Mm -hmm. to emotionally link them to one of your great moments, um, or, or something similar. Um, then I can feel any one negative sensation that someone else has had. Uh, I think we actually talked about this with the prior empathy. Imp. I, I do think, even though it sounds weird, I think I would, I think I would readily take that, and I would like to actually experience one of these things that I am skeptical about to get a sense for what exactly it feels like, gotcha. so that I will become more empathetic to it, or just be like. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, you know, fair like enough. A food allergy, or, or was I think one that you mentioned? Yeah, certain things, or, yeah. certain things like that. And I mean, uh, I, we we talked about the empathy imp before. I said it would be interesting to me to know back when I was in my running days whether I was All feeling right. more pain yep. or less pain, more you know, lung pain than other people were, or less or what have you. But um, I also just think there would be a, a spot. And I would probably pocket that one, you know. And I think I would wait for a real moment. Where you, I mean, there are times in life where you're like, I wish I could understand what you're going through yeah. so that I can do my best to commiserate slash to the, ex- the unlikely extent someone wants my <laughs> advice or whatever, uh, try to uh, assist that person with it. But 
for the same reason that it would be helpful for me, for my doctor to know what this yeah. upper back pain is, I think it would be helpful for me to know about that. Even if it's just, I'm going to sit there quietly with it. If it's somebody that I love and I want them to know that I know, you know, this is what you're going through. I mean, I could see there are not to bring it down too much, uh, but there are these like stories about friends of mine who have, you know, sat there with uh, a loved one who's been hit with something terrible like cancer at a young age, who's having to fight through just this horribleness, right? Yeah. And they're just like, I would do anything I could to just be able to trade places with them yeah. and me to be going through this and not them. And and um, I think it would be a nice thing. I don't know that it would really matter or be appreciated or not, but I just think, you know, to show somebody, look, I, I want to feel exactly what you're having right. to go through. I tell oh, you what I wouldn't father do. Father going through childbirth. See, I with, wouldn't do that. That is exactly what I was about to say is I, I don't want to know what a kidney stone feels like. Uh-huh. I don't care. I don't have like that kind of uh, right. masochist gene, you know, and, and I don't want to know. I already, I don't need empathy to know that what women go through in childbirth is yeah. like more more than I'll ever have to suffer through, you know, in any one specific thing. I don't want to feel it. I don't need to feel it to know that. Mine was a cheat because it's not really a person, but our dog's been sick and obviously she can't tell us what's up. And I wanted to be able to like, oh, just let me feel like Josie's feeling right now. So I, at least I can tell you where it, you know, where it hurts. You know? Yeah. Now, I don't know if the... <laughs> <laughs> how the physiology is going to work there because you may not have the, well you'd be like, oh, it's like it's if you're like i want hip. this cow to you know and you're like oh i don't have all four stomachs and then um look i think it's probably the most selfish one but and so maybe i wouldn't rank it uh in the top if i could only choose you know two or three of them but of course if you're giving me the option to have uh, a super positive feeling that somebody yeah. else has i'm i'm gonna take it i don't know what that's gonna be it better might, when in a when in a Five set match. No, I mean just because I'm the... already going to feel unbelievably good on that. I don't yeah. need the empathy. I'm going to be just as happy, close to as happy as he is going to be yeah. on that. Maybe more. <laughs> I'm, I'm crazier. So, but I, I don't know what it would be. But it would. I, I just think there could be. I mean, maybe the feeling that you get when you like summit Mount Everest or something, uh-huh. just something that's like an incredible accomplishment yeah. and finishing an how, Iron. How Man that must and, feel, right? Yeah. Just that feeling of endorphins and relief and blah 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 but anyway i could i could come up with something good yeah i'd like my brother to feel how how i feel like or how we feel like in a in a great like improv show when it Mm. just seems like it's not even like you're doing everything right it's just like everything's going you know like it's just clicking someone else is driving you know some other force is driving so i think he'd be he'd be great at it and the other one i thought was like oh i would like to feel how rafael devers feels right now when he plays for the red sox because he's always smiling it looks like he's having such a wonderful time and i would love to know what it's like to step on the field of a major league ball game and you know in uniform in in at, at and this was his you know clearly is the best year of his very young career but yeah. he just couldn't miss for a while yeah nice nice i you know i have a weird thing that's a recurring kind of favorite moment for me where there's just an incredible feeling and that is when i am doing something that's already I'm really going to enjoy. And it could be anything from a, you know, closing argument, like you Mm -hmm. said, through a bus trip through Napa Valley where I'm just blowing off a couple Mm -hmm. days and I'm going to have a blast, you know. Uh, But there's this moment when you are less than 50% of the way through 
and it's already oh, going yeah. well, and yeah. you know you have a lot more that's in front of you still that's fun. That's great. That is a wonderful feeling, and if I could pass that on to people from that's time a to great time, call. I might too. That's a great call. All right. Um, okay, TJ, here's the situation. All right, pal. Uh, your friend the eBay wizard has uh, come <laughs> back uh, to ask you for some help. Now, again, this, guy's this unloading is, stock. Yeah, this is a buddy of yours or an acquaintance. He's <laughs> very friendly, and he's a wizard, and he's benevolent, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know the first thing about <laughs> money. And he doesn't know how to, he, he just generally understands that money can be exchanged for goods and services, but he doesn't know how much anything should cost or what the price is for anything because he never has to spend money himself. And and so he learns, though, about eBay. Okay. And yeah. then he learns that he can spe- sell some of his minor spells on eBay, and he decides that that would be a great way for him to make some money and give it to charity. Yeah. And so he says, but you know, TJ, I just don't know the first thing about pricing stuff. And so I would like you to come in and set the buy it now price for these spells. And I want to make sure you you don't price it too low yep. so that we could have gotten more. But you also don't price it too high so that it doesn't sell. Because I'm only going to put it up there once because I only kind of, you know, zap back into most of our reality from time to time. Can do, my man. Let's okay. sell some spells. So you've done this in the past. You've made a lot of money for him in his charity. Okay, so here's the first one. He says, I got this spell. It's I think it's pretty neat. You can take any one book, whether you've read it or haven't read it in the past, and in one second, completely digest it and memorize it such that it is locked in, p- total recall of every word in that book for the, rest, for the rest of your life. So you can take one book, commit, commit it to complete memory. How much do you think you price that for? What should Man. people be willing to pay I know, for that one book? I think you could find like... Uh like a, a a wealthy pastor here. Yes. I think your money's coming from a mega church on this one. Could well be. Yeah. I think I think they're gonna get perfect Bible recall yep. on uh on this. What else would be great? Like a dictionary, I guess, if you really wanted to like a Scrabble champion or something like that. Yeah. Um so I think you can I think you can put this at a pretty decent price because I don't think there's there's not gonna be a lot of point in like memorizing every word of the cider house rule. So I think, I think it's going to be like a, a very specific sort of lexicon book. Um, yeah, I, I'd put it around 10 K. Okay. I, I think, and I think you can get more, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, like count on the zealot here. We, so. Now we've said in the past that, that there is the point and yeah. you're already making it, which is you, you could always maybe think there's some eccentric billionaire to go back to that. that would come in at an exorbitant price. So we don't want to just say that every time I will say I was much higher though. Okay. Cause I was, I, I said a hundred thousand dollars and the reason mm-hmm. I said it was, and I thought about, a, I was kind of vacillating between a million and a hundred thousand well, because the first thing I thought was the same as you yeah. is, wouldn't it be great for some past, some priest, Ezekiel five seventeen to know it yeah. all, and then I was like, but they wouldn't pay that much. And then I thought, well, no, mega church maybe yeah. would. Yeah, so a lot you, of cash, you know. And then I thought, there's there's also there's probably people who are in spots where it is such they're in such a jam that they need to oh. read some book because remember, like, like a student, even like a master's now student a, a student. Like, I think you you can you already yeah. get ten thousand from some you know. Mm-hmm dipshit like uh boarding school kid who you know would is, there be a single f- book in law school that would be like that it could give you no no okay so like no. um um precedent there there wouldn't be a book of all 
all precedent. Oh God, no! I mean, we're talking about you know precedent is built over thousands and thousands of books, and yeah, okay. So there wouldn't be one book, and and I'm sure there's not many situations, but I do think there might be spots where it's like, I got to read this book, yeah. and I got to read it in the next three days, yeah. and oh my God! So that wasn't like so. That that made me say, well, I'm never, I'm not going to put it at like ten thousand because I think even for that, people you, will low. come in at ten. I'm low, and so I, I ended up at a hundred. But I, I thought a million would would be back into the more eccentric thing where you're just like, oh, Joel Osteen will get it for ten right. bucks or whatever. I hear you. I'm low. I'm low on this one. Um, next one up, he says you can. Um, he says this is kind of minor, but I like it. He okay. says you can suddenly uh, cook your favorite restaurant dish to Ooh. perfection once per month. So oh, once wow. per month, the rest of your life, you can take whatever your favorite restaurant dish is you've ever had at any restaurant. So you can't cook it often enough to open your life. own own restaurant and make money off of so it. So you can outlive the restaurant. Oh, yeah. You, you'll likely outlive the restaurant by being able to do the favorite dish. Okay, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do some real some brutal math here. I'm gonna say it's uh you know it's the person who's gonna buy this. It's a good restaurant. Let's say they spend a hundred bucks every time they go into the restaurant. That's twelve hundred bucks a year. Let's say they get 40, 40 years of it. That's that's what forty eight thousand right there. I think you got a present value of that though. What's that? So you know what present value so. Uh, there's a time value of money. Okay. And so it would go, uh, you usually have to apply a discount rate to the money, uh, you know, to any kind of value that value stream that's coming down the road, because you could take the money that you would have today and invest it or, and also inflation and other reasons. Uh, you know, basically if I gave you $10,000 today or said, I'll give you $10,000 in 10 years, you'd much rather have it today. today yeah. So, uh, the, when, when you're thinking about um, discounting here, you have to discount for the fact that you might not be alive, you yep. know, that or you might get tired of that dish. There's there's num- a number of different things that I would apply a discount factor to that. Okay. So I would say, you know, maybe fair to say if that's where you've got it, maybe maybe pay about half of that. OK, then I'm going to put it at twenty two thousand dollars. OK, I, I had it at. Uh, it's funny because you you had your last one at ten. I had that one at ten. Oh, okay. And you, but I I could be talked into maybe it should go a little higher. In fact, what you just laid out makes sense uh, to me. And even f- I, I would say my favorite restaurant dish because I'm I like things like euros and stuff. Yeah, so right. I was say like a seven dollar euro. Right. Or, yeah. But uh, okay. But for the also the convenience. They, well, I guess is it plus I would like to be able to cook. No, I think okay, for me, yeah. for somebody who's a terrible cook, right? It would be fun to have. I would probably pick some too. like I'd pick some like fun pasta dish, and then you know you could like fake it on one date and be like, well, I'm really no, I'm a heck of a cook. And then she's like, Wow, could we at least hey, have yeah. that again? See you. Nope. See nope, in March. See you in one month. <laughs> All right. He says thanks. Uh, we sold it for twenty two grand. I appreciate Ooh, that. Hot tickety. He says. um now, this one, uh, a lot of people come to me. He says, I don't really get it, but a lot of people want this one. So it's a spell I've uh Dude, I've you made sold available. a spell that could make someone fart, right? Yeah. He says, uh, this one will let you be one inch taller or one inch smaller. What do you think mm, that would go for? Okay. And I tell you I tell you who this goes to is a dude who's 4'11". <laughs> grabs, grabs this it, in an And goes instant. to 4'10". <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's just tired of being that close. Yeah. Give me none. <laughs> I mean, I, I could see, you know, an NBA prospect right. who's 6'10", 6'11", right. to 7", or, seven or even if you're 6'5", it might make a big difference right. to get to 6'6", as a ball player. There's someone who's, all of his shelves are built just a tiny little bit too tall. <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy. 
<laughs> this is gonna be like this is gonna be some like some really hungry eleven year old who who can't get into the cabinet where all the sugar cereals yeah. stored. Uh, he can't. He can't wait. He can't wait the the seven months until he grows the, the inch. Who's most likely to buy it is the person who who is the recipient of the trick spell that he currently casts that <laughs> makes you shrink one inch per year, unless you can put a stop to it. That person will pay a lot. I know there's something I'm missing, but uh, I, I'm just gonna go. I, I, I'm gonna go twenty five hundred. I know it's I know it's a, a real it's a it's a big thing, but I just right now I'm not seeing the I'm not seeing the it's super so value of it. It's so funny that like we're 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 off, but we have like the same kind of numbers, and then we're this is the <laughs> second time. Uh, I had twenty five thousand. Oh, okay, and I think I, I couldn't decide because I was like some NBA person. I mean, look, you're talking about a forty million dollar career. Yeah, if it's only going to cost you twenty five grand to get that extra inch, but the but. What put me over the top that it's got to be at least a bunch is some helicopter parent who's got the six four pitcher and is like, oh my god, I can get my or, son up to six five. Right? Like, you know, there's never been are, a, a there's never been a great NFL quarterback over six seven. I think. Oh, is that right? I think so. I, so I think you I've might heard actually that. use the take shrink. it down. Yeah, take it down to six six. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, yeah. Uh, Okay, well, good. And then yeah. the last one he says is, um, you can have, and it's funny, you kind of hinted at this in a previous uh, situation. Huh. It says, you can have one sporting game or match come out the way that you want, Ooh. but you're not allowed to put any bet, bet on, it. on it. Okay. So you can't, you cannot get any fiscal financial benefit. However, you can have any one sporting game or match come out the way that you want it. What are you willing to pay? I think like uh, so. So if it was like the Lions winning the Super Bowl, they still have to get to the Super Correct. Bowl. You yeah. got to get them to that bowl. So they're already going to be pretty good, unless it was just like, hey, I want my high school team to beat a rival. Uh, man, uh, like there's going to be rich people who want their team to win. Yep. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars. I mean, think about the the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Game seven, you know, they won it anyway. Yeah. Or, or even the Aaron Boone game, which they did. Yeah, win. it would have been 2000, 2003. And, Boone and at game. that time, the just pain, you know, it's hard to remember now because yeah. Boston has been so dominant in all sports since then. But uh, yeah, I could see big I wonder money. What the, I, I, I could see big money and maybe that person wouldn't, wouldn't care. But I also wonder what it does to someone who can be like, I can buy this win right now. But yeah. the win will be bought. No, they're, they're, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I actually thought you would, you idiosyncratically mm-hmm. would, or or I think you'd be in the minority on this, but I, I assume that you would say, I actually wouldn't take it if I yeah. could get it because I, I, I would feel like it wasn't earned and I didn't like it and I always feel weird and bad about it. I, I do think like, I mean, people paid like 50 grand to go take three people the the cubs game seven sure uh after a hundred or some booster will throw one hundred and twenty thousand dollars to get a guy at their university or or whatever right so i i again i thought this would be in the low six figures yeah but uh anyway i think you know he's coming up with these spells uh he can make some money you're selling them on ebay and these are some of his minor spells and they're pretty great yeah you know like this isn't even the this this, you don't want to tell you about the the, super stack don't want to tell you about those rush um uh here's the situation Bringing back one that I think uh, I think you stated that you you enjoyed. I don't remember okay. the title of this 
division that you were uh, employed by the last time. But uh, right now it's called the CDAO, the Colloquial Colloquialism Demographic Assignation Unit. Oh, and so, yeah, they've the been synonym assignation. Yeah. Area. Oh, I love this yeah. one. Yes. Good. So in case any uh, you've worked here before, so, you know, but yes. what they do is they make they kind of give exclusive rights to a particular demographic group for use of a of a particular term. And usually this is something that has a lot of synonyms or a lot of idioms for it. So yes. we uh, so like when being, I was here before, yeah, as was, I recall, it was synonyms for beer. Yeah. And I got to say who can use the term suds and who can use the term cold, a cold one. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I really enjoy working here. I'm yeah. glad to be back. And so another example would be like being drunk or whatever is like blasted, loaded, tight. So, and you would say like, hey, the only people who can use tight are like old, you know, like hippies, you know, or, or <laughs> right. whatever, or like fathers from the 50, like that young man seemed tight, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. or whatever. So, um, so today is, is pretty damn specific. They, they brought you in for a super specific assignment. Oh, geez. Yeah. So this is all food terms for money that begin with the letter C. Oh my God. So these are terms for money that are all food words and they all begin with the letter C. There's four of them. All right. Wow. See, they bring me in for these kind of narrow test oh, gigs so, so that maybe in the in the long run i can work for yeah. these guys i would love to if you can way. prove yourself here maybe they'll give you all the terms for money of which there are a load there's uh, there's probably 15 other just food terms for money incredible that that you know the rest outside the letter c this is one of my favorite situations i love <laughs> i love doing these so rush yeah what demographic group or whatever whatever however you want to identify them can use the term clams for money okay now, it's one thing that's tough about this, I can tell in advance, is there's a certain type of person that uses synonyms for money, and then there mm-hmm. a lot of people just say money. <laughs> so you're, you're going to have to have some narrow divisions, and it is niche. So glad to be here, and it's a tough <laughs> test. But so the people that can say clams. Yeah. You put down 100 clams on it. Yeah. I think I'm going def- to confine this... Uh, Geographically, <laughs> to uh, the eastern seaboard, uh-huh, I hear you. and the people that say it have to have bartered for goods and services with a clam at some point in their life. <laughs> okay, fair enough. If you haven't, if you the haven't ever been history. like, if you haven't actually traded a clam, you need to understand Sweet. why. Clams are so damn valuable that you can trade them for goods and some services. Real, some real clam past here. Yeah. Real Molly Malone's. Uh, how about uh, cake? Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, so it's not going to be like uh, uh, revolutionary French queens. <laughs> that won't fit at all. Uh, so cake. Who would call money cake? I'm going to say that is only going to be, this could be very narrow. And Fair it's, enough. It's going to be if you've got a film about drug dealers okay, yeah. in the 70s, okay. 80s, <laughs> no, 70s, okay, or 80s, but only if it's... <laughs> Only, only if it's um, like Bright Lights, Big City. I'm bad with movie years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's eighties. Uh, but so those folks, those movies. If you got a drug dealer in there, they can call it cake. Easy Rider guys, or was that seventies? No, that's. Uh, I'm thinking yeah. a little. Well, I'm thinking a little like 
77 to 82. Okay. That's why I keep kind of bouncing around. Okay. I said 80s, gotcha. not 80s. But that, I want it right in that. I'm thinking about like kind of late disco. Um, hey, man, where's the cake? Yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. That's, who, that's who's allowed to call it cake because I don't like cake as a term for money. Okay. How about, so I uh, want it narrow. How about a little cheddar? Whew. Okay. I think uh, I want cheddar to be... Uh, let it's like uh, Caddy Masters. Okay, <laughs> and if and and folks who are otherwise supervising uh, large groups of cash only businesses. Okay, okay, so those people can do cheddar. I'm just giving Caddy Masters like one example, but it's got to be a uh, you know cash only. There's definitely like tax fraud occurring at these sort of places. Those folks are the ones who are allowed to call money cheddar. Hey, Dingbats, we're making some cheddar today. Yeah, that's right. Okay. okay. I mean, think about like uh, like at the ballpark, right, where you know people are embezzling yeah. left and right, the, the stadium <laughs> vendors, but they can be like, all right, put your cheddar on the table. we got to divide it up even. Come on now. Get your cheddar out here. All right. Rush, the last one. You're doing great. They love okay. your work. They love your work. I think they're going to give you all the money terms. Yeah. Last one you got to handle today is cabbage. Professional gamblers, okay, professional gamblers enough. only. No question about that one. <laughs> you in were my sitting mind. on cabbage. You I were, knew, you I were knew cabbage, cabbage would come up. <laughs> and that is, I mean, it's not funny. It's not fun. That's just who it should be. Yeah. Like if I, I don't want anybody talking about cabbage that's not, and frankly, I want it to be, you know, not like, I don't want it to be like, the the kind of rich kid who who sneaks out to play poker from time to time. This is like yeah people that Real. bet horses uh-huh. and people that uh you know pe- like you if you're like a card counter if you're that serious out there you can do that too. But yeah, I this is degenerate gamblers. Okay, I like it. I like it. Good All work. Right. Good work. They'll have you back. I love it. Synonym Assignation Corporation or whatever <laughs> right. exactly it's called. <laughs> I am a huge fan. Yeah, since since then they changed. They lost the uh, the exclusive rights to use that term for their actual yep. for their actual corporation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, TJ. Here's the situation. Hit me. <clears throat> uh, welcome back to the, uh, the court of uh, common ethics. Oh no! Oh yes, you're back here. Uh, uh, you remember how it was. I'm yeah. sad to see uh. you so upset to be back here. And yet you are. Damn. Uh, so. Uh, uh, as you recall, uh, the way that it works here is I'm going to give you the option of three separate common ethical situations, and you have to take a position uh, for or against or describe what you think is the right or wrong thing to do in that situation. All right. And then I will be required to put on my devil's advocate yeah. cap, and at which point I will respond with some arguments that are supportive of the opposite <laughs> position, whether I believe them personally or not. This strikes at a core fear of mine that I really don't think I, I can defend at any point. Like, I, don't, I don't know what I believe. <laughs> oh, well, you in the wrong spot, my <laughs> friend, because you, you, sir, have got to uh, support. Well, previously, you gave some thoughts on what is an appropriate party. Now, yep, you're allowed to pick true. your own scenario as well, but uh, I'm going to give you three options okay. if you'd like I'll, to pick I'll one I'll of take those. one of these options. Okay, the first is uh, how much conversation on an airplane mm. should occur and I want to know both from the position of the instigator of the conversation and mm. also the recipient of the yep. conversation. When is it okay to stop? When is it okay to continue? That sort of thing. Okay. Secondly, the second option is when is it all right to reply all to an email chain or to a text chain? Okay. And then the third one is 
what's on and off limits during a wedded toast? Okay. So one of those, you got those three options. I want to know, you got to pick one of those and put forward an argument as to what you think is the appropriate within that ethical situation. Ethical may be a bit of a stretch. It's a common social situation. You know what I mean. I'm going to go airplane conversation. Okay, terrific. And I'm going to say, I'm going to draw a hard line that all conversation starts, uh, all, uh, all conversation stops uh, at wheels up. Oh, okay. Done at wheels up. Now that's so that very interesting. So mm-hmm. you're taking a hard line position. Yep. Wheels up, wheels up. Talk talk ends. Now, if the conversation is already, I'm just putting on my devil's advocate hat. Yeah, please do. Here. Oh, there it is. So first of all, you're mm-hmm. saying uh, before the wheels are up, I need to yeah. know. I got to understand a few additional factors here. Uh, is it okay to uh, engage your the, your next door neighbor in yeah. some friendly conversation? It is, but I think also in the way you engage them, you should be kind of giving them the subtext of like, "Hey, this ain't going to go on forever." This is these are. I'm not going to ask you like, now what are your views on love? You know, oh, it's going to be yeah. like, "Hey, wait, you heading you know you heading away from home or heading to home? Well, you right. know, what are you going for? How long? How long are you there for? You looking forward to that? That kind of stuff. That's saying like, I'm not. I'm not probing beyond the top of the pie crust here. Okay. Yeah. And now, uh, just uh, so I understand, uh, let's say you are the recipient of potentially unwanted pre-wheels-up conversation. Mm-hmm. How long should you uh, humor your seatmate until the wheels go up, or yeah. are you allowed to cut it if, off earlier than that? When he says, you know, when when I, I might cut it off a little earlier than that, but but uh, but not not. Not abruptly or, or or meanly at that point. I might just start to fiddle with my headphones, pull out the phone, and like, oh, I just got to text my wife before they close the close the door. I'm going to start to give myself some ways out of, of this, start to lay the groundwork uh, for how I'm going to uh, extract myself. Now, wheels up. When you say wheels up, I may not co- totally understand the term, to be honest. Yeah. Do you mean when you push off from the gate? No. Or when you take off? Leave the ground. Okay, so your excuse ain't going to work, my friend, when you say I got to text my wife before they close the door. Well, well, I'm going to start. I mean, I'm going to start early. Oh, okay. If, if, if now it's, I Yeah, I'm going to start okay. laying early groundwork, okay. you know, so for that. So, so let's say it's 20 minutes before and this guy seems like he's going to go for a while. Uh-huh. Then I'm going to take the headphones out of the bag if I don't already have them on. Or that's what I'm going to say. Like, well, I got to text my wife before they close before they close the door. But yeah, wheel, it- wheels up. I'm le- Once I start to become more concerned about my life ending, we're not going to have to talk anymore. Oh, I got you. Now, is it is it not somewhat, uh, uh, y- you know misleading mm-hmm. for you to uh, engage in a conversation all the way from the time that he gets or she gets on board and sits next to you all the way up to the wheels, which may be uh, 10 or 15 minutes. Shouldn't you, if you have this harsh wheels up policy, in fact, uh, shut down the conversation more quickly? Yeah, no, I'm, I will have given all these subtle, these subtle signs before then. If they don't pick up on that, that that's not going to be my fault, but engage, engage me in a conversation that I'm, I go ahead and try and engage me in conversation. I'm going to let you know, this isn't going to go off all, like the whole four hours. Oh, hey there. You're traveling to uh, Memphis for business or for pleasure, my friend? Uh, just for pleasure. Oh, okay. Uh, and so, uh, what, uh, pleasure mm-hmm. with you down there meeting some friends? Or... Yeah, but, you know, nothing too fun. Yeah, no, I hear you. So I'm going down there for. Uh, That'll be uh, nice. Uh, yeah. That'll be nice. No, but I'm going to be down there for. You You want to hear about this. Oh. I'm, I'm there for a convention. Oh, nice. Uh, synonym, assignation, designation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, well, good luck. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're going to you do. Know you're going to cut I, him off. You're going to get kind of rude on the third question. I don't know if it's rude, but, you know, I'm just rude. saying good luck. Good luck. Well, it was a direct. 
uh, interruption in advance of uh, this fictional character that I was playing, getting ready to explain the convention that he was going to in Memphis. Yeah. He would probably take but that as a be bit fun. of a slight. I said that'll be fun. Before he could describe yeah. what it fun, even though. was. Yeah, yeah but no, I think, I think that would be taken as yeah. a slight. Uh, and so the wheels go up. Yep. Uh, and now, uh, do you feel that uh, it's incumbent upon uh, the person who does not wish to continue a conversation? Me, in this case, yeah, we'll say. Okay. Uh, to throw on some sort of headphones and pull out a book just to give a yeah. firm signal, hey, uh, enough is enough, good sir. Yeah, as opposed to just sitting there staring staring at the back, <laughs> staring blankly at the back of a of a chair seat in front. I Yeah, I think so. I don't think you should have to, but I think it's it's the you know most socially acceptable way to to offer some indication of like this this is this is yeah. done yeah well I, w- I would counter slightly and i would say that the wheels up seems to me to be a somewhat arbitrary uh deli- point of delineation because it's a little too long after you've been sit seated down in this spot so i might prefer a uh it's time to go to the headphones or the book once you push off from the gate or something like after about three questions if if one person has asked all three questions, both parties know a fourth one may not occur. I understand. Some sort of hard rule like that, my I, friend. I don't think I don't think it's arbitrary in that now my life could end. Now we're we're put in the spot where I'm in I'm in potential mortal danger. From the moment that plane leaves the ground, it might already be you might already be in some danger before. Sure. But now there's a there's really a point at which uh, if something goes wrong now, we yeah. could all die, and and I I need I need my me time at at that point. Yeah, it seems you're uh, you you perhaps somewhat of a nervous flyer mm-hmm. is taking a, a, a an outsized impact <laughs> on the exact timing of when the conversation uh, is is to end. I, However, I, I also think once once during flight once during flight conversation happens, you're saying. It's probably it might be okay if there's more during flight conversation. If I put a hard line at the like now we no. are flying, I think that says I think that gives me a precedent that I can then live up to of like while we're doing this, and I That's might right. even once we land again say like, well, it was, a pl- it was nice flying with you, you know? Oh, might- and they're gonna say, oh yeah, and then I'll oh, good, the, well good for, the, for you, for good the for you. Three that'll minutes be, that'll be nice, and then you cut me. That'll be you, awful nice. You let me in the good old luck with silent that. box. You'll for be fine. That's fun. I don't care to speak to. Uh, when I'm traveling around for my various uh, trips to the different courts of common etiquette, I must tell you, I don't particularly enjoy <laughs> engaging in the small talk. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I think a, an overall uh, sense of, you know, some people enjoy it. Uh, that's fine by me. But I do like a a, a, a kind of a firm rule that uh, you got to understand if I've said three things and I'm not getting any sort of feedback that encourages uh, more statements after any of them. That three three strikes. Now I'm out. Yes. Well, good. I'm glad you take that upon yourself in that case. Yeah, that's how I go about it. Uh, Rush. This is this is a this is this might be a heavy one. Oh boy. A, uh, your robot companions in one of his his moods. Oh, his you know contemplative. I, moods, look, I but. enjoy having the robot companion. He's very helpful. Uh, around the place, and then I also enjoy getting to talk to him. It's I, I'm never, never too busy for my robot companion. Okay, well, every so often, and you know, and and I think I think this takes very little setup. But here's the situation: you have a robot companion. Um, it's in the it's in the future, and so a lot of stuff has kind of 
become um, automated, soulless in a way, uh, that it's digitized and, you know, and we've lost some humanity. And uh, your robot companion, I, more I often than not. I to say that to him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I hear yeah. you. But more often than not, your robot companion has some some thoughts that he doesn't know how to handle or or sure. uh, or square with what goes on in his uh, in his circuitry, and he tries to catch you, you know, you know, a little bit later in the day, and it doesn't seem like anyone's going on. Yeah. And uh, your robot companion wa- walks over to you and says, "Rush, what is shame?" Cool. Um, I guess I would say that shame is where uh, you feel bad about something you've done because you feel you ought not to have done it. That's my general view of shame. Is but is it different than guilt? Um Yeah, I guess I would think when I when I think of guilt um you can you can be guilty for things that you didn't do but you may feel that you're in a position of privilege or benefit or something like that, where even though you didn't engage in any particular action that uh, brought about the situation, uh, you can still feel guilt. I don't know what the dictionary would say about them, but I'm trying to describe how I delineate them. And I would say shame is more where I... um, I know the dictionary rush. Oh, yeah. I'm interested in what you think about it. Oh, right. It. I forgot. You have them all. You have it all. And you're like, these words are I pretty bought similar. A, I bought a spell, and in a second, <laughs> I understood the entire dictionary. Oh, very good. Yeah. Um, oh, no. I hope you didn't spend my money. With, <laughs> yeah. It was oh, a steal oh, no. at $100,000. You can't go. Someone else priced it lower, but I went with the, that price. <laughs> you got to buy the buy it now price. Okay. But look, I, I think shame to me is... Shame is is based on where you you've taken an action. Always, I, I don't feel shame. Um, I'm not ashamed about things that I had no control over. I might be guilty about. I might feel like some guilt about it. Right? Like, um, let me give you an example. Um, it, this isn't a real life example, but let's say that I really want a promotion. I. I think I have done what I, you know, can do to get that promotion. I've worked hard. I've done everything right. But there's somebody else that would like it too. And and they're a good, they're also a good candidate for that. And I get it and they don't. I may feel some level of guilt about the fact that they're in a worse situation. They feel bad. I feel good, but there's still some guilt around it. I don't feel shame for that mm-hmm. because I don't think I had anything that I did that I, in retrospect, would change or be embarrassed of. Um, so that's one example I, I can But give. if you had underhandedly said something to your boss, maybe you would feel yes, shame? I, I would. Let's say I had um, engaged in subterfuge and felt that that person had deserved it and I hadn't, but I did something to make it uh, happen differently. Let's say that I exchange sexual favors mm-hmm. with the uh, with someone who was offering the promotion in order to get it. I may feel shame in multiple uh, capacities at that point. I may feel bad at myself for uh, 
breaking what I think is my otherwise, you know, moral or ethical code. And I would feel bad about underhandedly hurting that person. At some point in the future, I want to ask you about sexual favors. Okay. Well, we're not going to. No, it's not that. We're yeah. not that kind of robot <laughs> companion. We've been very clear about just that. what they are and how no, they this go. This is just. I don't want to get into the robot companion. Rush, have you felt? Have you had shame? Yeah, sure. Many times. Why does it help to talk to other people about that stuff and bad feelings? Oh, I think like the it's it's a analog or not an analog. It's a follow on to the concept of misery loves company. Um, when you do something that you feel you feel embarrassed or bad about or that you've you've done wrong, you want validation. Uh, first of all, it's like think about dogs, right? You've you've met some dogs before. I like dogs. Okay, right? Who who wouldn't? And dogs cats. dogs feel shame. No cats. Well, okay, but. <laughs> but uh, a lot of dogs, you know, you, you can see they feel shame for, oh, they tore up the mattress and then somebody points it to them and they just, I mean, they can't hide this like overwhelming, like shame that they feel. And so they, they just want to be told that they're a good boy still and know that they're still loved. So part of it is just maintaining that, that human connection and talking to somebody who, you know, thinks that you, you are, you still have value as a person, despite this bad act. That Even you though you did a bad thing, you're not a bad person. Right. So that's a big that's a big help. And then the second thing is you you're also fishing for agreement that what you did isn't actually that bad. So let's say that I um let let's say that I uh eat a pint of ice cream after like a huge meal one night and then I and I know I shouldn't have, right? Like I I overindulge, I was gluttonous. It's bad for me. It's going to cause me to gain weight. And then I go and talk to somebody. I'm like, you know, boy, I ate a pint of ice cream last night. Partly I want them, you know, partly I just want them not to be like, oh, my God, that's so irresponsible. How dare you? I mean, you you really should be watching your weight. And that's a real bad move for you to but do that. better yet, right, if they said, I did that, too. Yeah. But even so that's great. That's the like follow on to the misery loves company. But even 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 if it's good, if they just tacitly don't 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 punish me for ah. it you know so that i feel like okay it's not so bad you know what i what i just did because when you bottle it up and you it, it can be really tough right because you say oh you know I, I i mean think about anybody with any addiction right okay so last night i um you know i've been i've been paid for sexual favors yeah sure there you go so you already do know you've already like scanned the thing uh, so that would while be one. you were talking, I yeah. I looked it up. Yeah, yeah, very good. <laughs> or you know, look, I mean, I smoked a cigarette. You know, I hadn't smoked for eight months or whatever, and last night I smoked a cigarette. You're gonna, I think, I don't know because I never smoked, but I I would assume there would be like some level of shame about that, and you would want um, you would want to maybe hide that, and then that kind of that kind of eats away at you. So that's why people like to try to get out that feeling so it doesn't fester within them. I think. Last one, Rush. Have you talked about your shame with someone? Who, if so, who do you trust with your shame? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think like there's probably nobody that I'm. I hope I wouldn't want to burden anybody with. Hey, here's everything I feel bad about, or everything I feel ashamed that I've that I've ever done. But I certainly I'll talk to my parents, my friends about things. 
you know, that I, that I shouldn't have done. I mean, usually it would be, it would have to be a very good friend for me to kind of confide in, in, you know, and again, for me, like it, it often comes back to food, but it'd just be like, boy, or like I drank like way too much and ate a ton last night. And now I feel like complete garbage. And I just feel like, you know, ashamed that I did that. Um, but you know, I'm sure there's like other bigger stuff that I, um, you know, don't go to people, uh, and talk about, but I don't, I don't feel kind of like over, I don't feel like I'm holding inside like some ball of like shame, um, that I know a lot of people have to live with. And I, again, I think people that, that deal with like serious addictions have a really tough time with this because they, uh, they know that when they reveal this stuff, it's hard on their friends and family and their friends and family, of course, don't want to see them kind of go back into that situation. And so then they, they don't want to tell their friends and family when they have a relapse. And then it just creates a, a very difficult spiral cycle. Sexual favors aren't really so much favors. It seems. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, like, I get, well, not do me you, this favor. Not if you pay for them. <laughs> So if you pay for sexual favors, we should just remove the favors and it's the more just and like the Yule sex. and take the favor take the Yule favors out of that. Thanks, Rush. <laughs> like my old friend Yule Favors. <laughs> good guy. And then when people would sex him, that was something. All right. Good Thanks, Rush. Good to talk to him. Okay, so what I got one more and then we come back to the Yeah, and then the top, right? To the top. Okay. Okay. Ah. I don't know if this is gonna work. We're gonna try it. So Here's the situation. Okay. Uh, turns out your wizard uncle, oh, uh, that we oh. who left you a magical rod before. Yeah. Um, turns, is my uncle is my wizard uncle's name Magical Rod? <laughs> it could be. Well, my, <laughs> let's call him that. Uh, is, yeah, is it Rod Jagodowski? Right, Magical Rod Jagodowski. Yeah. I love it. That's or Magical Rod Kennedy if he's on my mom's side. Oh, well, those are both. <laughs> those are both excellent. So uh, yes. Is okay. The great. And this is the same one. It turned out um, he had left uh, you a bit more. Whoa. Uh, and so one thing that he'd left you was a magic hat. Okay? okay. And this magic hat, and he, you know, he's very straightforward with you about the general directions uh, of how these things work. And this magic hat, here's, here's what happens. If you put it on, it will give a, um, it, it will give, uh, it will add a magical power. Okay, that you you will get and you will have as long as that hat remains on you. Um, okay. Okay. The you also have the ability to, if you wear that hat for for a month. Okay. You can upgrade it, and which the hat will change will look like a, a different type of hat. Okay. And you will add another magical power. Sleep in it or just wear it all day? It is magical, okay. so you can't get it off of you. So you don't have to oh, worry okay. about showers or it falling apart in the bed or anything like that. Okay. It doesn't have... It's almost like a hologram. Stays in, okay, gotcha. So it doesn't cause anybody else like physical problems. It doesn't itch you or anything. Great. But it looks perfectly like you have this hat on all the time and you cannot take it off. Okay. Month upgrade... A, right. month, a month to upgrade, and also at any time you can just snap Boop. and it's gone. But if that happens, all, all the, the powers, powers are okay. gone. Okay, and he does say, "Look, the hats get increasingly aggressive as hats." <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. okay. So that's what so he's like got from, for you. Okay, I hear so you. So you start with no hat 
at all on. Okay. okay? And you have no power. That's where you're starting. Okay. That's me. Right. Yep. And there is a thing where when you switch the hat, you got to wear it for at least one day. And then if you make it at least a month, you're allowed to upgrade it if you want. Okay. Got it? All right. And you don't have to upgrade it. You can just stick with what you got forever. Are you willing to start this up and have a hat that's going to be on at least one day straight for whatever that magical power is? Yeah, I think so. I'm ready. Okay. I'm guessing if, if it starts from most innocuous, it's like a ball cap or something. So what it is, is it's a shifting ball cap. Okay. So it's a, it's a, a baseball type ball cap. However, you can... On any given day, have it take the form of any team or any existing awesome. kind of classic ball cap awesome. that's out there. So yeah. it can be both like a sports team or like a you know trucking station or whatever it might be. This is our friend JPC. Yeah, yeah. It basically, yeah. he's got, but it's on all the time. Yeah. All the time. Okay. And the power that you get yes. is uh, once per day. You can rewind time by one minute. Oh, hey. Just where you are. So once a day, you get to do that. Yes. Okay. I'm in. So are you willing to do this? You're going to keep this hat on? Yeah. Okay. I think, you know, outside of sleeping, I think I've probably worn a ball cap every day for a month, pretty much okay. all day long. Now, after 30 days, yeah, you now have the opportunity for the hat to change. This will have the, the type of hat change, mm -hmm. but it will add another magical power and you will keep the existing magical power. Do you upgrade or do you stay where you are? Uh, and I put upgrade in quotes because you don't I know. It could you. be I good, it could be bad. I'm going to have like a bowler or a fedora on or something maybe. Yep. I mean, this this has got to top off at like a freaking top hat wizard hat. But yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, up, I'll upgrade. Okay. Uh, I mean, who can resist an upgrade, man? So you change. And now all of a sudden you have like a very good looking like Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. Is that a fedora? Okay. Is that what you call that? I think so. I but think that is a style fedora. Yeah. You basically have like that type of hat, Pretty except cool. you can change the color okay. and the wear of it. So it can look like shinier or, or more warm. Like clothy, Red Dead Redemption you know? too. Yeah. You've yeah. got, so you've got that on and an Arthur hat on. <laughs> you can still rewind time by one minute okay. each day. I don't, I'm curious what you might use that for. Me too. I don't know. And, uh, uh, the other thing is that you are now um, honored by birds. Oh. So generally speaking, birds are just, they, they, don't, they don't treat you as an enemy. They don't treat you as neutral. They don't treat you as friendly. They, they treat you as extremely friendly uh, and something that they, they are, you know, it's like, they're not like taking twigs and building thrones and right. stuff for you, but they are, they view you the same way you would view your your like your parents. I love oh. this. I love this. And not and again, not in the sense that they think they need nurturing from you or whatever, but just the same kind of reverence sure. you hold for your parents is is what birds yeah. think of you. The birds do this with sometimes with people they they imprint. Yeah, uh, that's what I heard. Yeah, that's what made me first, think of this. Yeah, if you're the first thing they see, then like a swan will follow you around for the rest. Uh, yeah, I like this. I like birds. Um, man, I may. I may uh, I may hold before this turns into a freaking top hat um, chimney sweep deal here. Uh, hmm. But you are in a fedora all the time. Yeah. Every moment of every day in this fedora. I'm going to stop. You're going to stop there, and you're going to stick with it on. Yeah. 
And it, but you're not going to snap and have it go away. So you're going to. I'm going to go the I rest mean, of your life. You're you're, you're honored by well, birds. You get a, a minute a day. You can rewind and but you're in a still fedora. at any point in my life, I can just give it up, right? I can it can still pop off and I lose my power. That's right? right. But I'm kind of asking, do you think you know? Do you think I'll do this for a while, you, you man? A while. Oh, it's going to take me a while. Like now, I'm I'm going to look for eagles and hawks and okay. stuff. Like I'm going to go take trips to where penguins are. Oh yeah, you sure. know, like I got some, I got some. I got some fun to be had before. Uh, so you, what do you think? A couple years with, with the <laughs> Man, fedora? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd say six months before before I before I lose it. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to know uh, where where it would have gone? You you want to wrap <laughs> rabbit shape? What do they call it? Rabbit. My, hunt? my looking down the road was that this turns into a freaking top hat next, and then maybe full out wizard hat with my my uncle my uncle magical rod goes to like whatever that last hat is. Maybe that novelty ten gallon hat, the the foam oh. ones as a kid. Yeah, but tell me where it goes, and I, and I won't change my answer. I'm stopping. Okay. You're uh, stopping. You're yeah. going to do that, and you're taking that over the status I think I can quo. still kind of pull off a cool life with Fedora constantly. Next one is you get the Robin Hood hat. <laughs> so you get the little green, <laughs> yeah. like, like triangular hat, with, yeah. and you got the feather, feather coming yeah. out of it. And you can, you know, you can change the color and the look of the feather. It's a modified and stuff, but Peter Pan. Yeah. It, well, I, I have written down <laughs> Peter Pan slash Robin Hood hat. So that's exactly what it is. In fact, I have it on this list is the Peter Pan hat. So Peter Pan slash Robin Hood hat. And you now have a mastery of code breaking oh, and code making. Okay. So that would have been cool. And uh, but of the two, if I could only have had that or the birds, I would have taken. I would have taken the birds. No, you still have the birds. Yeah, but but I mean, if if those had been like, if if they gave me a choice at for my for my upgrade, I would have chosen the bird one. So I'm yeah. feeling pretty good about having stopped. Yeah, here. this one was. I will tell you, was not designed to to clearly have each one improve uh-huh. because you're stacking gotcha. these powers, and um, you know, there's there's a press on it. And then the last one was um. Would have been a danger because it was a full-on Pope hat. Oh. And you got to have a Pope oh. hat for all of your days. But you, what's added to oh. that, what's added to that the is... fence post digger. The uh, the upside down, the upside down yes. fence post digger. The, yes. What's that, a miter or something I like that? I think that I mean. hat is. I mean, I think people know, right? The Pope <laughs> yeah. hat. Like it is, but it, it is ridiculous. Yeah. Gigantic, absurd for you to be... And you're offending... Catholics yeah. everywhere too. Yeah, no you're, doubt about you're it. Inviting some. However, the, what you get is you keep all of the existing powers. So, by the way, let's just go back for a second and say rewind time one minute. Oh, sorry. yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's how you could have used it. Could have used it. So go back though to if if you had gotten to the uh, Peter Pan Robin Hood yep. hat and you had the three powers: honored by birds, great code breaker, and rewind one rewind minute. one minute. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to keep that on, or you say no? This hat's too absurd, and you and you, and you break. Oh, um, I probably crack. I probably crack at you some crack. point. I probably after you crack several saves. Yeah. with your incredible code breaking. <laughs> All right, so you probably would have stopped uh, there, but would you have been willing to go thirty days to I, at least see the upgrade? Maybe, maybe if I had gone that far just to check it out, because yeah, then I can Peter pop Pan out hat for thirty yeah. days. You also, can make- like if I just live in a small, if I if I move to like a small town or like. It's 300 people. I don't really leave my neighborhood. I might be okay with like, that's the guy who wears the Peter Pan hat. You know, if I'm kind of done meeting new people, I'm just old and set in my ways, then maybe I'd go all the way up to Pope hat and just not give a shit anymore. I don't know. With the Pope hat, you were going to get 50% more energy and resolve and uh, uh, you were going to take 50% better advantage just of your time. Oh, to hell with it. I'm, I I stopped the, I'm honored by birds. That, yeah. that already makes my time fifty percent better. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, you, I love where I. You're stopped just gonna on this walk one. around and people are gonna be like, 
It's that guy with the fedora that's just being like, I chased, but not really because they're not attacking him. He's, they're just all these birds. He's kind of like St. Francis of Assisi, but just, you know, but without the rabbit and the deer, you know? Yeah. All right, Rush, you ready for the last one? I am, I am. It's where we started, and this was from a very early episode, I believe, one of the first, maybe the second one? Perhaps? I think it was, yeah, second one or third, yeah. And so uh, what happens, Rush, is you're a spy. And, uh, and, uh, you were, you were thrust into your cover pretty quickly, uh, that of a waiter and, um, you were, you weren't given chance to look at the menu or the specials or, or whatever. Right. And you of course end up having to answer questions by, by, from diners as to like, what exactly, what exactly is this? And I don't know, for whatever reason, both restaurants, this one, now you've been thrown into Caravaggio's Italian Trattoria. Oh, great. But they don't. They don't just say spaghetti and meatballs for whatever reason. All both places you've worked have like these creative titles for for what their food is, and so it does often take some explanation. And your first table thrown out there. And so now, just to be clear, so yep. I'm I'm an undercover spy. I'm good yep. at my job, and I do not want to blow my cover. You have to because the person cover. I'm co- could be in there for yep. all I know. And you're not sure what table it is that you're supposed to pick up on the yes. information for. So you got to work a whole shift. So it can't come up that this waiter doesn't mm-hmm. know what he's doing. And I'm and the name of the restaurant I'm working at. That is Caravaggio's Italian Trattoria. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. And you end up your first table out of the box. It's a pretty foodie crew. I don't know. Yeah. So the first question is they, they look at you and they say, oh, uh, yes. Uh, can you tell me about Mama's Big Bowl? Mama's Big Bowl. Uh, yeah. Mama's Big Bowl. Ma- oh, Big Bowl. Yeah. Mama's Big Bowl. Oh, uh, okay. Can you tell me more about Mama's Big Bowl? Well, see, if you look at the other side, we have Mama's Big Bowl. But uh, <laughs> Mama's Big Bowl... Um, so, look, if you're coming for Mama's Big Bowl, that's what you guys are eating as a group. Okay, mm. Mama's Big Bowl is um, it is a uh, a paella of Italy. Okay, and what I mean by that is we bring to you a mix of six of Mama's famous pastas. Ooh. Okay, Mama makes mm, mm, makes mm. ten of the greatest pastas. She only focuses on those ten. On any given night, we rotate six of them in. They're all spread across. Uh, and 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 beautifully presented, and it allows everyone to get a, a, a slightly smaller sampling, but a, a good sampling of everything. Or like least, a pasta poo poo. It, it's it's we do, wouldn't like to call it ah. that, sir. But it, what it is is it's a little bit more like a paella because they're mixed uh, along the sides, and then in the middle you have a couple of different classic uh, dinner meats. That that are that work well with any of the different, so they're paired mm. up, and you can slide in, you know, some of the various sausages and meatballs and other things like that. So those are all towards the middle. And what we recommend is breaking those in, and uh, and and you, it does come on a lazy susan, and you can spin it around and pick what you want. That's Mama's big bowl. Sounds like a pasta poo poo. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's not uh, for the faint of heart, but it huh. is for the strong of taste. I love I love the sound of dinner meats. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the the next person says, "Oh yeah, yeah." The appetizer, Pompeii's Revenge. Ha, okay. Well, Pompeii's Revenge. Uh, you know, come prepared for some excitement. <laughs> All right. This is a, a incredible dish in which uh, back uh, in the kitchen, what we do is we take <laughs> a uh, a cylinder like a uh, an upside down cone uh, with a with a really small opening in the top, and then uh, inside of that is put um, uh, uh, some yeast and some of our uh, very uh, very finest um, 
Italian sugars oh. mixes, and uh, all of it is put together, but it's done in a way that it, it causes um, a, a quick uh, expansion of it, and so much so that it presses against a uh, a compote uh, of fruit that we have against the top of uh, seasonal fruits and explodes uh, out of the top, but we have it contained at the top, and it creates a, a rim that then, through that explosion, forms one of the greatest crepes uh, you will ever have, and we do both Ooh. sweet, which is the dessert version. And ah. for the appetizer today, we're doing the savory crepe. So instead of the fruit compote, we're putting it up against several of our finest <laughs> wow. dinner meats. Wow. Just an unrelated food question. You're not a spy or anything, right? No. Okay. Um, uh, oh, can you just tell me? And now, this one, it says it's also good for sharing. What's the gondolier? Uh, so the gondolier is, uh, I mean, this is one of our... One of our famed dishes. If you didn't like the big bowl, I would I would understand. But if you don't like the gondolier, you should get out of town. <laughs> okay. And what this is is we have a uh, a a a a bed of red sauce. Oh. Okay. And uh, we have the red sauce, and then we put it on uh, these special conveyor belts that we make, so the red sauce is flowing back oh, and forth. Oh, that sounds and, wonderful. Uh, against that, we put a a, a large hollowed out rigatoni. Oh. Uh, and that is uh, the boat itself and the gondola. And then uh, recreating the gondolier, uh, we put a uh, a man made of five delicious uh, jumbo shrimp, Ooh. Uh, one for the head, each arm, each oh. leg. And the torso is made of a small piece of boar sausage. That Wow. And then you're not allowed to eat the rigatoni or the sauce <laughs> because you've ordered the gondolier and you just pluck God, them. The rest goes away. Uh, share it for oh. the table, as I said. It's like that part of the gets... shining when it just comes down. <laughs> a beautiful red liquid yeah. just comes shooting down the hallway. Oh, it's wonderful. It's, oh. it's wonderful. And then the last one I have a question about is this dessert. Uh, yeah. the, the Romulus and Cremus. Oh, yes, of course. Romulus and Cremus. Now, not everything at... at uh, at an Italian restaurant, need be Italian. And so here we've gone to a different taste. Okay, And yes, you would think Romulus and Cremus, named after Romulus and Remus, founders of Rome. Oh. And so, oh, no, really didn't get that? Oh, no. Okay, Okay. well, that's what that pun is. Um, But what we do here uh, for Romulus and Cremus (laughs) is uh, we have... I mean, this is uh, just fantastic. We get... And I am on the uh, cream to fit in my jeans diet. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if this would... You're in excellent shape because oh, the creamiest part is uh, gelato. Oh, wonderful. Uh, and it's uh, it's a cinnamon, uh, a cinnamon chocolate combination gelato mm-hmm. with a little bit of a, a hazelnut uh, caramel drip. And that is mixed with Romulus, which is uh, just a full-on... 36 ounce steak so that comes out he's definitely a waiter yeah yeah this, this guy's definitely a, a waiter that's right so uh what it is it's uh we, we it's a little bit of a play uh it's some people do a surf and turf we do a romulus and cremus shouldn't be on the dessert list i apologize it should be you know kind of in the middle but it's hard to know where to put it because it's a. Uh, uh, a, st- a steak and bake. <laughs> Although well, the ice cream is not baked. Thank you. Uh, we'll have one. We'll have one of each. Well, <laughs> well, wonderful. I know two of them are sharing dishes, but we'll we'll have one. We'll right, have great. One well, thank you very much for those that made it through all the way. That was a longer episode than we normally do, but we wanted to do some of our favorites. Uh, so, TJ, what should we cover for our, our fine folks that made it this far through? 
Oh, um, as, as far as our thank yous go? Or, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, thanks uh, to Nate DeFord, who does our, our producing, Julie Nichols, who does the music, and Emily Cardamus, who does our artwork. Thanks to you guys um, for, uh, for listening. If you want to uh, contact us in, in, in any, uh, or by email, we're at here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, please keep the suggestions yeah. uh, for situations coming. We have a lot of good ones that are kind of stored in the bank. We may do uh, an episode before too long that's only reader suggestions. Um, and regardless, we will use them from time to time for sure. So we really appreciate getting them. Tell your friends if you enjoy the show, and uh, we will talk to you next time probably for a little less than the 95 <laughs> minutes or whatever this one was. 